You're listening to the Elect like That Story podcast. This is episode 25 in season number three. It's for those in all quarters of life. It's called Planting Seeds and Pulling Weeds. Today's story brought to you by Evolution Consulting, nationwide image professionals for styling, speaking, and stage. The worst sentence ever uttered by any kid in the summer months is this. I gotta weed the garden. (laughs) Those gardens stretch out like endless miles of oppression and suffering, even if they're only a few square feet, don't they? I mean, I can tell you for a fact that I hated gardens when I was a kid. And I can also tell you that the first thing we did when we got married was to get a house and a yard and then plant a garden. Now, let me see if I can explain why we did that. People ask if I like to garden. I say, maybe. People ask if I'm any good at it. I say, maybe. (laughs) I'm the one who is in charge of planting it. My wife and I both tend to the weeding of it. Neither one of us really likes to harvest it. I know that seems strange. I've mocked people who hunt pheasants and say, you probably spent about 1500 bucks a pound for that pheasant meat, didn't you? <laughs> I probably spent $80 a pound for the tomatoes we get. Oh, well. So, so why do I do it? I think it's for the seeds and for the weeds. When I stick my hands in the soil, I can just feel my blood pressure drop. I instantly calm down. I fish out a packet of seeds and plant them in the furrow the same way I did when I was a kid and my dad taught me. I would plant them by memory. Carrot seeds, you tap out in the packet, just tap, 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 tap. The peas and beans, you roll out from your hand with thumb and forefinger, one at a time, usually about two, three inches apart. Once they're planted, then you walk them in, you pace down the road, one foot in front of the other, packing the soil in place around the seeds, and then you're done, except for the weeds. Gardening, to me, is just one big metaphor. I think about that when I pull those weeds. Now, if I'm smart and diligent and make it a daily habit, these tiny little weeds, well, they're almost fun. They're wiped out instantly. Take that, take that, I say, murdering the little beasts, their little white roots, dying in the sun. (laughs) Now, if I get distracted, though, those weeds get bigger and pricklier. The job gets tougher. Now you have to heave back in a tug of war, a tenacious weed versus you. They're rooted deep. Sometimes the weed snaps off at the soil top and dang it, that fragment of the root is going to grow back right now. The seeds for their part, well, they don't seem to do very well at all, do they? Wimpy and feeble. They need constant water and tending, a slight nick, and they wilt in discouragement. A couple of days of drought, and they slump, dejected into the dirt. The relationship between good habits that I should do and these frail and weak plants seem obvious to me. If it's done well, My life garden looks like this. I get up in the morning, I plant some seeds, I 
I get a full eight hours of sleep. I say a prayer before I start my day. I drink a full glass of water, eat a light and healthy breakfast. I exercise. I write down all the things I'm going to do that day. I select the five things I can accomplish. I eat a good and nutritious. Uh, Okay, okay, I get it. I said some days are like that, right? Other days, I pull at stubborn weeds, old habits that sap my confidence and fuel my anxiety. Now, procrastination, distraction, laziness, compliance with others. These are some pretty tough weeds, and I'm still battling those. Now, it's not easy, but there is something especially pleasing about grabbing a big thistle of a bad habit and heaving on it until it breaks loose, temporarily defeated. Ha ha ha. Now, I'm far enough along in this garden of life to realize that my happiness and my contentment and my productivity rely on the proportions I have between the good days and the bad days. And just a final note, I heard somebody just today before I recorded this say that by the time you hit 40 or 50 years old, that is it. You are who you are and you're not going to change. Do you think he's right? Do you think that people just give up that early in life, 40, 50, 30, 20, 60, this is what I am and, and I'm done with it? Boy, I sure hope not. And just to prove him wrong, I say... Let's go weed the garden. Well, that's the story. Now, this particular one is taken out of my monthly newsletter. I call it a newsletter. It's just really a story I send out in an email. If you want to get that, simply go to my website. As you scroll through the site, you'll see a pop-up that says, Hey, sign me up for the newsletter, and that's what I'm going to do. Just send you this very story or one very much like it, along with a couple of bad dad jokes. The website is ilikethatstory.net. That's ilikethatstory.net. And just in case you didn't hear it, here it is. ilikethatstory.net. Until next time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.